Okay. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me today is... It's me, Matt. I'm here. Present. It's always, it's always Matt. Um, and it's been, uh, I don't know, not a great... I don't know. It's just been a week or two for the uh, both of us, and so we yeah. haven't done a ton of stuff. Uh, so we're just going to talk. It's going to be a shooting the shit kind of day. That's fine. A Marvel um, movie came out, and we didn't make plans to see it, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. Right. A guy at work yesterday, he's like, hey, you going to go see Guardians? I'm like, what? It's out? <laughs> yeah, that was, my re- that was my reaction <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, which I don't know. I, I don't care to see it. I I'm fine with seeing it on, like, Disney Plus later and stuff. Yeah. I'll wait. Um, I I'll just canceled my Disney Plus, though, but whatever. Yeah. I, you know, we might, because um, I don't know what else, uh, until, what, Ahsoka is probably the next thing? Yeah, and that's why. I canceled mine uh, because, well, all my services canceled except for that one, and uh, so I kind of, and I was thinking about it going, there's nothing coming out that I care to see anytime soon. I think I'm going to cancel this and renew Paramount Plus because I'm having a great time watching so much Star Trek. That's good. Yeah, I, uh, well, actually, I need to actually watch uh, as much as I can of the cartoons, so or of the Star Wars Rebels and whatnot. That's true. Um, so I'll probably keep it, I guess. And my kids randomly watch stuff on there when they're not watching YouTube garbage. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was funny because uh, the same thing happened with Mario. Like my same coworkers, like, hey, you gonna go see Mario? I was like, I no, <laughs> maybe. Maybe later. Yeah, um, that'll be a subscription for a month, I think. Comes yeah. out this month with Peacock, and so I think that might be worth eight bucks to spend. This month on on Peacock? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think it was supposed to... It's like 30 days after it comes out, and the movie's been out oh, okay. for almost a month. So I think, yeah, it's coming out in like two weeks or something like that. So it's like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll sub to Peacock for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely will, too. Um, but I just wasn't going to go see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny like there's just it's I guess it's ever since COVID maybe like I just I don't know I don't want to I just don't want to go to the theater as much as I, I used to. It's not because of COVID I just don't want to go to theaters. Yeah I know you don't. Yeah. <laughs> but like speaking of which know, we're recording this the day after the pandemic has been officially dropped. Oh it's official. Yeah yesterday they yeah, announced it. Yeah that's funny I went somewhere recently oh uh, my son had his first. Uh, elementary school whatever uh music concert like you know singing uh and there's a handful of people wearing masks at that which i was oh that it's that's the one thing that's gonna stay just people wearing masks yeah oh yeah i that's gonna uh, stay i'm i and i'm glad for it because honestly like if i'm feeling if i'm coughing a bunch like i'm probably gonna wear a mask if i go to the store um just because like i don't know like i feel bad if i make somebody sick but um and i i don't know like and i know that uh what after sars which is i guess covid uh when it was like in japan and china a long time ago or like were we in high school uh i know what you're going to the mask thing over in asia is kind of just a common thing yeah well like and i don't know if it was because of sars back then or if they just have that culture but like i think they just have that culture it's a sign of uh it's usually like the way they are with tradition of it is is it's a sign showing that they are sick or someone they have is yeah. sick, so they are wearing it as a courtesy. Yeah, and I can, I mean, as, as a courtesy, like I can respect that, and I kind of hope that we do that here now, but we'll see. I or, I don't know, who knows? Uh, it, I actually I was gonna t- briefly at least talk about a book I listened to, 
this last couple of weeks where and it takes place in the future and that's actually like a feature that uh one of the characters uses at, like as a what means of like hiding her identity um because it's just so common in like in this book in the future to just wear a mask you know if you're going out and stuff which i thought was mm-hmm. kind of inner like uh the author admitted at the at the end in her thank yous uh that that she added it after because she was writing this book before covid hit and then she added that in after covid <laughs> it's just like yeah it makes sense yeah totally um but yeah what were we talking about we're just oh, talking. going to movie theaters yeah 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 i don't know like i, I can't I'm trying to think of the next movie I'd even be willing to go to the theater for. I don't know what it is. I really wanted to go see Evil Dead a few weeks ago, but I didn't yeah, you go. Said you didn't go? Mm. No, I wanted to, but I just didn't make time. Yeah. I didn't know anyone who would want to go, so that was also a thing of like, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to want to see this. So, And sure. I just didn't make time. Yeah, that's too bad. I don't. I don't know much about Evil Dead. I've seen what Evil Dead Two. I think you had me watch that. No, no, you didn't. No, we had. <laughs> this is a call back to an old podcast. We've had this conversation. I've seen here. Evil Dead Two. I know, but I never showed it to you. You never did. Okay. No, we were in college when I finally saw Evil the Evil Dead movies. I don't even know why I would. Somebody made me watch it though. I They're cults. Know. I'm sure. I mean, we both hung out with weird nerdy kids in school, so I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think like if uh, who I would know that would have liked that kind of movie other than you. I, but, I never saw it. I didn't see it until I think uh, right before you went to Iowa City. Yeah. It, you know, it might have been my because uh, I remembered um, was it I think in Donnie Darko. He's watching the first Evil Dead. Probably. And you're the one who showed me Donnie Darko freshman year. Yeah, in high school. So it, it might have been my friends that I watched Donnie Darko with. Cause, and then I was just like, oh, I've never seen that. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to see it now. <laughs> And so then we we probably watched it. That's probably what it was. But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's funny. Because uh, I used to just go to a movie. Like if I if it I suddenly had like three hours, I would just what movie's showing? I just go by myself. Yeah, that was my Fridays. Um, and but yeah, I don't know. Like I just it doesn't seem like my thing anymore. Which it's, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but no, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to see Guardians, but uh, Guardians three, but the trailer just looks so sad and depressing. It looks sad, and it's also just I don't know. I I I've mentioned it a million times. I think I just honestly have Marvel fatigue. Yeah. Or superhero um, movie fatigue, because it's not like any any other superhero uh, franchises that I care to go care to watch. Yeah, and uh, I just yeah, I don't know. Like, I I agree um and i especially i'm not really getting into like kang and since that's kind of where they're heading maybe maybe not now that the actor is apparently getting arrested for abuse uh <laughs> right uh so who knows what where marvel's heading now i guess they could always just recast him i don't know uh i mean if ezra miller can do all the stuff he's done and he's the only one being kept on dc oh my god yeah that's so yeah, who knows? Um, in a crazy world. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, like, Kang just, he has yet to make me want to see a movie where he's the main villain, uh, even after watching him as the main villain. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I just hope they get through that quickly and move on to the next, I guess, series of yeah, maybe get, you know, get to the point where they finally have mutants showing up. X-Men. I. 
I don't know how I feel about who's in the final talks for Mr. Fantastic. Oh yeah, I I was just I saw that that stuff and I just it threw me it. off. I just didn't even care because it's I all like, speculative right now. Yeah, I like Adam Driver. Oh, that's who they're talking about. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I uh, I just saw a bunch of stuff about Sue Storm and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, Adam Driver's in final negotiations to be Mister Fantastic, and my response was, I'm glad we invested so much into John Krasinski, and then we got John Krasinski, and everyone kind of had the reaction of, okay. Yeah, I. That's why yeah. you don't listen to the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he got to have that in uh, uh, what Doctor Strange, but mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, like I, I'd like to see somebody else. Yeah, Adam Driver. I like Adam him. Driver. Adam Driver, I'm sure, would be great. Adam Driver's a really good actor. I and I know he's done good stuff. Sadly, I've only seen him in uh, in Star Wars movies that I didn't like. So I saw uh, he made that movie uh, with uh, was it Matt Damon where they played like two like redneck brothers and uh, uh, with they, Daniel Craig they were yeah. robbers or something. I yeah. know what you're talking about. I never saw it though. It was hilarious. Oh, no, 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 no. What? It wasn't Matt Damon, was it? It was um, Tatum, Channing Tatum, maybe. Maybe, maybe I don't know, a, but I, I know what you mean because yeah, Daniel Craig is like a, a trashy like thief and stuff like uh, that. Remember he's like a demolitions guy. Like he likes, yeah. And they break him out of jail to do the job, and then they sneak him back into jail so that he has an alibi. Because I think he was about to get out or something. And yeah, and they, what they do is they go to a NASCAR event and they steal all the all the cash. It's kind it's similar to like Ocean's Eleven such like sort of thing where like all the cash from this, the NASCAR event just gets thrown into this room and then they pick it up. later. And so they, they tunnel into the room and vacuum it all out with this giant vacuum clean, like thing. Um, and it's just kind of like a redneck oceans movie really. Yeah. Uh, it, It was fun. I liked it. Um, but yeah, it, and just it, it highlighted to me just how good of an actor Adam Driver was because he just played a complete idiot in that yeah, movie. Yeah, I I know him in that. I know him in a, a movie with Scarlett Johansson where they're a married couple getting divorced. That yeah. which is like what they're, they're, he's mostly known for because everyone says it's an amazing movie. It yeah, it's like, like fucking two hours of depression. So yeah, I'm not I, gonna watch that. No. Uh, and then the zombie movie he did with Bill Murray, the the oh. dead don't die. Interesting. Yeah, it's a comedy, and huh. him and Bill Murray are deputies. Oh, yeah. It's okay, got a big yeah, ensemble yeah. cast. I heard it's not good, but I've I seen heard that clips like, from the actors are good in it. Yeah. I heard huh. the movie just kind of sucks. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, if he's Mr. Fantastic, it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, granted, it's not like we're going to get Patrick Stewart again for Xavier, and he was that in Doctor Strange, so... Yeah, no. Well, and it's the multiverse. You can get whoever; it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. It doesn't. They don't have to be the MCU characters. Yeah, who, or actors. Yeah, have they said? Uh, I guess anything for the rest of them? Because like, for Sue Storm, like there was a handful of people. There were. Like, they're I, all I, fine. <laughs> the biggest problem is is trying to make a Fantastic Four movie that people are going to want to see. Yeah, that's the yeah, which has never happened. Yeah, I like the uh, Tim Story ones though, the uh, the ones that we got in the two thousands. I like those. They're they were like mm-hmm. they were like MCU movies before the MCU. Yeah, they were. I I saw the first one. I never bothered to see. Was there three of them? No, there was the, the Silver first Surfer? one, and then there was the Silver Surfer one. I okay. saw them both in theaters. Okay, I and I really wanted to see the Rise of the Silver Surfer, but I never did. 
my girlfriend and I went and saw that uh, yeah. after she got into a big fight with her parents and we walked to the theater and saw it. That was awkward. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> uh, huh. Well, and it was like the first time that the actor who played Silver Surfer, like actually you could see his face because it was uh, it's the guy who does all the make like heavy makeup for Guillermo del Toro, isn't it? Uh, it's Doug Jones. But even then, you yeah. couldn't even really see his face. <laughs> oh, OK. It's just silver. Yeah, they never showed him humanoid. Right, but it's just like, this is the most I've ever seen of Doug Jones. And then they had Lawrence Fishburne do the voice. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> like they, ah. I read an interview of him for because he was uh, Abe Sapien in, in, the, in the older Hellboy. He was and, in both Hellboys, but they had uh, oh, uh, really? Niles from Frasier do the voice oh. in the first movie. And yeah. then they had um, Doug Jones do the voice in the second one. Oh, he did. Because I, I read an interview of him and he was disappointed uh, in the first movie that they got Niles to do it or whatever. It, his yes. name is. Uh, but yeah, so I'm glad he got to use his real voice or that he got to do the voicing of it. That's got to be such a like just slap to the face kind of thing. Uh, I mean, he is a uh, he is a stunt performer. Yeah, so I don't I know. So. It takes it too much, like, but he does have uh, the creative teams that do love his work, love working with him. So oh, he's yeah. got a hell of a filmography. I believe yeah. he's. Oh, he's in that Star Trek Discovery show. Oh, is he like one of the aliens? Yes, he's one of the main aliens. In yeah, it. it's like whenever you need somebody to wear makeup for twelve hours a day, and it seems like he's the guy. Thin. Yeah, yeah, like he could probably be C three PO mm-hmm. if you really needed him to be. Uh, he seems kind of tall, though, so maybe not. I don't know how tall C-3PO is. Um, he was actually IG-11. No uh, no makeup. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Anyway, did you have you seen, like, anybody else being... No. For, okay. No, I haven't followed much news at all, it's all... anything lately. Yeah, well, it's all, I mean, for Fantastic Four, like, I feel like it's still the speculation phase, and I just don't oh, really 100%. care. Oh, 100%. I mean, who knows if we're even going to get a movie. Yeah, I, yeah, who knows? I, I don't know that we need it. I'd be fine with them just being part of, like, you know, you know, part of another Avengers movie or something like that. Uh, yeah, have them already pre-set up. Yeah, or like, yeah. Uh, you know. We're to a point where this universe is so massive now. It's so, like, anytime they make new superheroes all people ever do is complain that it's just the iron man movie again yeah we've gotten that so many times ant-man doctor Mm -hmm. strange like they just and i i i don't share those feelings i don't care well i mean a solo superhero movie yeah i mean you can always compare that to iron man because iron man was the first one yeah or technically hulk was but uh no iron man came out first uh well i thought Hulk came oh, out a month later. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, any solo movie you're gonna be able to compare it to Iron Man because yeah, That's whatever. Everyone does too. They just yeah. called Iron Man, which is annoying, but whatever. I don't. Care. But it's a superhero movie. They they have to save the day. That's just what they do. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of wouldn't. Now that I think about it too, like if a Fantastic Four TV show that's just like kind of like a Star Trek version, mm-hmm. like a, a Marvel Star Trek starring the Fantastic Four, that would be amazing. That'd be great. I'd love well, that. The big thing is, is that I don't think people are excited to get the Fantastic Four. I think people, and I, I've talked, people have said this, but I think most people are just excited to get Fantastic Four so we can get Doctor Doom. Yeah, I've never been excited about Doctor Doom. He's such a, he's just a flat villain. I agree. He's not so, on my top list ever when I think of good villains. 
Yeah. Who's a good Marvel villain, then? He's a multi-layered character that only gets ever one layer, so... Right. Who's a who would who's a villain I guess from Marvel that you would like? We've gotten them all I think. Uh, okay. Let me think. Um, out of everyone what? who's left, oh man, we, Galactus I guess. We haven't gotten Mister Sinister, have we? No, nah, he's a he's an X Men villain. Sure. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Okay. And we still couldn't even get him in the X-Men movies. Probably Galactus, if they could do him right. And the, yeah. the pro- in my opinion, the proper way to do Galactus is not have him just be a planet-eating monster. Is that he actually, you dive into his backstory of, he has to do this to live. Yeah. With, yeah. It's, it's just an unfortunate thing that for him to exist, he has to feed on planets filled with life. And hmm. um, I mean, the, the big one is, is that I just compare everyone to Thanos. Yeah. I, I really trying to think of any villains that they haven't tapped into. Obviously, a lot of Spider-Man villains, but I have mm-hmm. to break reality and be like, well, they can't really do them. So. Yeah, we'll never get those. Or Sony I, might try it, and then they'll just ruin it. They'll ruin it, yeah. I mean, I mean, my favorite <laughs> villain is the Green Goblin, and oh, we man. couldn't even get an MCU Green Goblin. We had to bring in the Raimi Green Goblin. Which still yeah. a great Green Goblin. I gonna, yeah, I love that Green Goblin. They did great with him. Yeah, and they did even better with him with the MCU. But mm-hmm. yeah, one of those things where it's like, I just want the Goblin mask. <laughs> I want that. I yeah. want that iconic face. And I mean, granted, Willem Dafoe is a hideous chud of a human being enough. That they didn't even need to put a mask on him. He was still scary as shit. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because he doesn't really look anything like what I would think Norman Osborn looks like. Because Norman no, Osborn is like... Is, is Willem Dafoe looks like the Green Goblin. He doesn't yeah. look like Norman Osborn. <laughs> uh, yeah, but oh, well, but he, he did great. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and I'm trying to think too. And like I guess like all the villains I can think of are X-Men villains. So it's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we're if good. If they ever get to them. I mean, I mean like, when we get X-Men, the shitty thing is is you know what we're going to get? We're going to get Magneto. <laughs> yeah. And we got Magneto in every single X-Men movie that we Fox don't need. made. Yeah, I'm kind of It'd be nice if maybe we got like, you know, the the Magneto when he's actually helping when he's like a good guy, Magneto. And that's like the closest we got was, um, was the Phoenix movie, which sucked. Yeah. I never even saw that. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. The Phoenix, the one where, uh, Cyclops dies at the beginning. No, the second Phoenix movie, the, the oh. last X-Men movie, the dark, the movie just called dark Phoenix. Oh yeah. I never saw that. It sucks. Yeah, that's why I never saw it. It's a piece of shit movie. It sucks. I, I saw a bootleg Russian camcorder version, and I just was like, yeah, and I own it. I bought it when it came out on Blu-ray, and mm. I put it in, and five minutes into it, I said, oh, yeah, I don't like this movie, and I turned it off. I Actually, I don't think I ever saw any of the new – I saw Days of Future Past, and that was it. There you go, Dex. Uh, they're all on Disney Plus. I recommend you watch the uh, the uh, James McAvoy, Mac, uh, uh, Michael Fassbender X Men movies. Okay. Like uh, First Class is good. Days of Future Past is good. Oh, no, Apocalypse I saw First Class. Is yeah. Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix sucks. Okay, it was Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. I, those are the two happens. I saw the other two. Uh, Apocalypse is pretty bad, but it's still. Yeah. I mean, I you know what? And I'm not criticizing your taste. 
I think you might like Apocalypse <laughs> uh, for the sake of it being super adventure Yeah, yeah. And everything. It's just messy. Well, and I, I wanted to see it, and I wanted to like it. Uh, and that's probably why I, I, ha- I avoided actually watching it because I was afraid I wasn't going to like it. But the reason why I wanted to see it and like it is because uh, they finally brought in, like, Jubilee and Psylocke. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and, God. Jubilee in those fucking movies. That's a headache. That's too bad. I mean, no, Jubilee is that, an obnoxious character anyway. No, but... no. The problem with Jubilee in these movies is Jubilee is in almost every single movie. Yeah. And the thing is, she's in almost all of these Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy movies. Yeah. Except they all take place in 10 year intervals. So in the. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Julie is 14 years old in the span of. 40 years. Yeah. Well, you know, she's a vampire technically in the comics. (laughs) I don't think she is anymore. No, I don't think she is anymore. But but when everyone lost their powers, they made her a vampire for some reason. Yeah, she got hit by Dracula or something like that. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. And then she I has know. a baby all of a sudden. Yeah. No, uh, Apocalypse, I, I'm not saying it's bad, but I think you probably would like it. The biggest problem sure. with Apocalypse is 30 minutes of that movie derails into a Weapon X movie out of nowhere. Ooh. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> it just completely changes. Yeah, like it just completely changes into Wolverine's X uh, Weapon X movie. It's so weird. Oh, interesting. So like that's that's the movie where he becomes Wolverine. Yeah. Huh. All right. It's so odd. So it has no bearing on the plot. That's the thing. Yeah. So like, are they just ignoring the Wolverine origin movie? Okay. No. (laughs) Okay. So the X the X Men <laughs> movie timelines is this okay uh the first te- chrono- ca- uh, chronologically uh-huh. the first movie is X Men First Class okay and then we have X Men that came out in 2000 when we were kids and uh-huh. then and then X Two X Three uh uh-huh. well, oh well no I'm sorry so First Class X Men Origins Wolverine X-Men, X-2, X-3, The Last Stand, mm-hmm. and then you have The Wolverine. Yeah. And then we have Days of Future Past, which then Wolverine travels back in time to the 70s. Right. And the timeline gets changed that erases the Brian Singer X-Men, X-2, and X-3 movies and makes mm-hmm. a new timeline mm-hmm. where okay. everyone's alive now. Okay. And so and then that follows into uh so the new timeline is <laughs> X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, uh-huh. uh X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And okay. then we're just going to pretend that similar things from the Brian Singer movies happened with like X-Men 1 and then we have uh uh, the Deadpool movies. Uh, oh yeah, movies. I forgot that and those were in that universe. There's two yeah. universes that co- that spl- converge and split. Yeah. So oh, that's fun. They all kind of matter in a way of watching them because of that. But yeah, sure. Days of Future Past is set in is like the last movie of these. But yeah. then because Wolverine travels back in time, 
the timeline changes. Yeah, okay, okay. So, like, so, yeah, in Days of Future Past, Wolverine wakes up, and Cyclops is alive, Xavier's alive. Right. Uh, everyone, yes, and then that timeline is what follows, like, Deadpool and then Logan and stuff. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And also, Jubilee is 14 for 60 years. Right. I mean, obviously. It gets a it gets a bit annoying because the Dark Phoenix movie play, takes place in the 90s, mm-hmm. and James McAvoy and uh, Brian, uh, Michael Fassbender are still Magneto and Professor Xavier. Yeah. And their first appearances of those actors playing was the 60s, so no one's aged in like 40 years. Yeah. Well, didn't the comics like make some crap up about how like mutants have some sort of like don't age as fast or something like that? <sighs> Everybody has a healing factor in the comics, which is freaking annoying. Yeah, that's probably what it was. That No, that's what it is. When you look up a mutant or an X-Men character on like yeah. their wiki and stuff, they all have a healing factor. Like, Angel has a healing factor. Beast has a healing factor. Yeah. Like Cyclops, Jean Grey, and them doesn't. But then, I mean, nothing will ever explain how, like, <laughs> you know, Magneto's, like, 120 years old, but he's, like, he has the physique of a 40-year-old. Yeah. Comics, whatever. Like, right. I'm actually surprised. I mean, granted, I, and they can't really do this, but look at what they did with Nick Fury. They made him originally a World War II vet, mm-hmm. and then they had to change it with the comics continuous. That instead they they said that no, he they ended up just instead of abandoning that idea and made him like a Vietnam vet. Yeah. And now I'm sure it's probably like he's actually like a um a uh a afghanistan or something who knows i don't know i don't yeah they just keep updating it yeah yeah and they can only do that so much but uh yeah that that is one of the biggest eyesores is yeah with these new x-men movies that they made for a decade they kept jumping 10 years like i think the first one takes place in 1963 and then like 1973 and Mm. then 1983 because they go to see return of the jedi in theaters in that movie (laughs) and then the last one takes place in like 93 or 94 and then six years later uh, Xavier and Magneto are both going to turn into Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of an eyesore where it's like, ah, you guys, I get they're good actors, but if you want to keep making these movies, stop jumping a decade. Yeah. Well, there's just no reason to jump that far in the timeline. Like they wanted to make them about the era. They were, everyone was the era that was going on at that time. Like every time they've made one of these movies, the, the era that they take place in is a plot element. So oh, like the first okay. in first class, the missile crisis is going on. Yeah. In the seventies, um, it's the Vietnam War. In the eighties, it was the Cold War. In the nineties, it was uh, it was the NASA going into space and stuff like that. Yeah. They all have plot points. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I'm defending these movies that aren't very good. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I mean it, it, you're just explaining it. That's fine. Uh, I get it. I'm a continuity nerd. I've always has been. So I always know I can't shut my brain off for some of this stuff. Well, no, I, yeah. It, and I'm, I'm glad that you are, I guess. Cause I, I, for some reason I just don't, I don't know. Like I don't want to dive too much into things unless like I get oddly into it for some, which actually that just brings to mind. Uh, I'm listening to the Andy circus, uh, Lord of the Rings book. Real yeah. You brought that up last sl- time. Have you gotten much farther into it? Uh, no, they're about to go into the mines of Moria where we're at. Um, 
because I'm listening to it with my wife, and so we're like we, uh, we just listen to it at night, some most nights. Uh, the last time you guys were just like still in Hobbiton, I believe. So you got uh, there. We got to Rivendell, I believe. Uh, I think that's where I thought that's where we were. Maybe not. But Maybe, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. Uh, whatever. But um, yeah, they just uh, came down off the mountain, um, and they're trying to get to the mine to Moria before the wolves get them. It's it's definitely interesting, like just the difference between the, this and the movie because I've never read the books. Uh, I tried when I was a kid. I got to Rivendell, and I was just too bored, and I couldn't. Same. Um, but no, it's it, I, I like listening to it now, especially having seen the movies and just like seeing the differences. But it's funny this week, my coworker. Uh, who always asks me if I'm going to a movie. Uh, we were, I, I think I was talking about the book and he's going on a big road trip uh, this summer. And so he's like, Oh, I'm going to get that. Uh, so he's getting the Andy circus book specifically and to listen to it while he, cause he's on a, he's riding a motorcycle to like the other side of, or to Arizona, I think. Okay. Um, it's so about it's an like, 18 hour drive, uh, 18 hour ride. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that sounds fun on a motorcycle. And I know nothing about that other than people just complaining about long drives. Uh, My dad did that all growing up to New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Um, But I don't know. For whatever reason, we were talking about it. And so I like I looked up at the wiki. uh, Oh, we were talking about Tom Bombadil and just like. Oh, I hated those chapters. Yeah. I love Tom Bombadil. He's I don't. I can't see it. I don't see why everyone loves Tom Bombadil. Just he's just so ridiculous. Like if he was any less ridiculous, I would hate him. But he's just so over the top, I find it funny. Um, and if there was two, but like if he was in the whole book, I would hate him. But I think like he's in there just enough, uh, and he's just a ridiculous character. But we were talking about him, and I was just like, you know, I don't really know what is, well, you know, what he is and stuff. And so I looked it up, and he's just like a demigod that's been there forever. Yeah, there's uh, never the really a true he, explanation of what yeah, he is. But the funny thing is, I I then went down just a rabbit hole. And yep. like, I looked up Glorfindel. Like, apparently he had died, and then he was sent back to the Middle Earth to be, like, uh, to just kind of, like, help the elves. And I didn't know Gandalf was apparently sent uh, by the, like, like he's, he's basically all the wizards are, like, demigods. To, yeah, they're Mayas. Like, yeah, and he was, so uh, uh and yeah, this they, is all they stuff that's not in the movies it's kind of a no. mind fuck to find out that gandalf and all of them they're angels basically yeah and like yeah, and gandalf angels. was they're sent by the the thing that created it all to got yeah. to help defeat the the fallen angels uh yeah Morgoth and yeah well yeah. And, and gandalf was specifically sent to defeat sauron like so mm-hmm. he did his job which is great uh and it, it's funny because like uh because then whatever um the brown guy the brown wizard radagast uh, radagast like uh i guess there's like notes in tolkien's tolkien's notes that he did not he was he was not allowed to return to to heaven basically because he got distracted with the birds (laughs) and he he didn't do his job because of it um and then obviously saruman didn't because he turned evil saruman's Um, like like that's the weirdest thing is saruman is is corrupt from like conception like he come, he's the first to, uh, he's the first to come to Middle Earth, and hmm. but yeah, he's like the first to come to Middle Earth when they were all arriving. He was the first one to show up, and wow. he is naturally envious of Gandalf. Yeah, well, and he, uh, like he was, 
it, like, even, the, even down to the white council like galadriel yeah. not wanted gandalf to lead it and gandalf oh. didn't want to yeah and saruman scoffed at the idea of gandalf being leader and stuff like that like saruman is just a, 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 like i said naturally like not corrupt but flawed just jealous yeah. yeah, he's naturally uh, flawed because Gandalf is supposed to be the most powerful out of all of them. Yeah, even though Saruman technically is. Right. Um, well, this is sure. like I I don't know. I spent my entire lunch hour just like reading uh, the the Lord of the Rings wiki, uh, and I own the Cimmerillion. I've just I've never read it because it, it's just daunting to me. Um, but I bought it because it was like four bucks at half price books one day. Like when I was just like it was on the clearance rack. And it's just like, I'm not going to not buy the Cimmerillion for four bucks. Like, it'll look good on my shelf, sure. Um, but, like, just the more I got into the lore and stuff of it, I'm just like, I need to read that book. <laughs> like, this is just, it's crazy how much detail Tolkien, like, put into this and just didn't. I, I, and, like, you know, you get hints of it in the Lord of the Rings books. Because, like, uh, the, Dunedain, the Dunedain, Dunedain, Dunedain. Oh, man. Talk about a headache that was when I read all of their shit. Yeah, but, like, I wish we had more about that. Uh, oh, you just sent me a YouTube. I'm going to not. I'm definitely going to watch that later. Uh, no, it's oh. you're going to. Uh, this was my rabbit hole. OK, not just the wiki. This dude's channel. 10 yeah. to 20 minute videos of a synopsis of literally characters, events, timelines, nice. yeah, I'm gonna look battles, all of it. It's my it was my rabbit hole for two uh, months. It's called when I Ner- was reading the books. The the Nerd of the Rings for those listening. Um yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna watch that. But uh the the Dunedain though, so that's the Aragorn's people, basically, yep. like the Rangers. And they brought like they kept talking about how many there like, there's a bunch of them, and they're like basically like the top, like the navy seals of of the men. Um, but then like they never come and help. No, they're you know, super flawed, super arrogant. They lived on their own continent, which is essentially uh, okay. Tolkien's version of Atlantis that was wiped out uh, in the first age or second age. So why does Aragorn like? Cause, so he's one of them, right? Yes, his that yeah. The survivors but, fled to the survivors came were uh that did survive were on Middle Earth and everything. We're on yeah Middle Earth's continent and stuff like that. Okay, but and there's so few of them left. Yeah. And but like, I just feel like that would be that'd be kind of an interesting story about, you know, these guys, the Rangers or something I um, believe that we that's just that have. Amazon show. Oh, it is. I, I started... think that touches on a lot of that crap. OK, that'd be interesting. I started watching that. It was it was actually kind of hard to watch. I got kind of like, I don't know, but uh, I, yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. It, like I said, I on here last year, I don't intend to watch it because I think I'll criticize it too much. I oh, I know you would. Uh, yeah, I like, think I'll I, be I was criticizing critical. it. Like everything was too clean. Um, like it looked like a set, and then like none of the elves had like they all had short hair. It made no sense. And I think they don't have pointy ears because technically in the books, uh, the elves don't have pointy ears. That's a thing that Peter oh. Jackson pulled out of his butt. Really. They're just pretty people. They're all oh. extremely feminine looking. Uh, they're yeah. a very feminine looking race where they now all do that, look like women. Now that you say that. Yeah. they. I don't know that they. That, yeah. The, the book never said they had pointy ears. Now that you say it. Interesting. Yep. That's something I think I believe Thanks, I Peter found Jackson. out with that nerd of the rings. Yeah. Peter Jackson did it to differentiate them. But yeah. Pointy I ears. Mean, are I get not, it. Yeah. They're just extremely like everybody is just like beautiful. 
Like all yeah. elves are just beautiful and they all look like women. Hence why Andy Serkis's voice for Legolas is comical. Oh, I don't even I can't even remember what his voice for Legolas is. He's uh, he's he's pretty much doing a women's impersonation. Uh, impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. And he he just talks funny anyway. Like yeah. Legolas, like he talks like an elf, which is funny because like I don't feel like he does in the movies. No, no, it's just it's 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 just Orlando Bloom talking. I will yeah. say this much about the book. <laughs> I can't like I told you about this, how uh, Andy Serkis, he's not imitating anyone from the movies. Yeah, except he is channeling Billy Boyd's Scottish accent for Pippin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Very I much love so. that. Yep. And I can't I really like the book's version of Aragorn way more than the movies. Yeah, no, I like actually I like most of them better than the movie, honestly. Like uh, I like Gimli, but I just like that actor from the movie. Um, John Rhys Davies, yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Um, but other than that, yeah, like I I, I definitely like the voices that Andy Serkis gives them better. It's um, a sh- <coughs> even Gandalf. Like his Gandalf's pretty good. All his voices are really good. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I can't get over the the crime of the Peter Jackson movies that did not give us the un the unknown fifth hobbit that was in the books. Uh the unknown fifth hobbit? Fatty. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was when sorry like that we're past that so I kind of forgot about him but yeah I liked Fatty he was awesome yeah Fatty he, who he was, was with trooper. them all the way to Bree <laughs> yeah well and then he and then he ends up staying at Bree or no no, prote- no 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 he goes to uh he goes to uh Frodo's new house to him to pretend to be Frodo yeah or to have to have a presence in the home so everyone would think that Frodo was living there yeah and then when the uh when the black riders come, he just like bolts out the back door, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good. He, cause he would have died. But <laughs> yeah. The fifth funny. Hobbit that was in the mm-hmm. books for like the first quarter of it. And then he's, he stays behind. I know yeah. he's, I know he's in the, for, in the return of the King book as Fat, one yeah. of the soldiers at the, at the scoring, but yeah. Fatty Bulger. Yep. Yeah. Which is funny because then there's another fatty, which is uh, fatty Lumpkin. Which is Tom Bombadil's horse. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, whatever. But um, I God, those Tom Bombadil chapters. I was very convinced that Tom Bombadil was also his wife. Oh, but Goldberry is waiting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they alluded to, like, I wonder what it's like when... You know, they're doing stuff like is he singing the whole time about how awesome he is at sex? <laughs> That's the thing about Tom Pompadil. He ta- he sings as he talks. Well, like and, he, and it's always about how awesome he is. <laughs> I'm Tom Pompadil. Yeah. Well, and just like when he's uh, telling the tree to stop eating them, he's just like old oak. Don't or don't do that. Tom Bombadil is talking. <laughs> Like, he's just so ridiculous. I love him. Um, But no, I I completely understand not liking him. But for some reason, and especially with uh, uh, just the way in these books, the way his voice is, like, as soon as he starts talking, I just start laughing. Yeah, Andy Serkis is yelling into the microphone whenever he he does Tom Bombadil. Oh, it's great. But yeah, it's funny. So this is two weeks in a row we've talked about Lord, the Lord of the Rings book. But yeah, uh, I, do, I do have a couple of things I do want to talk about. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I've been working on my book a lot. Yeah. And uh, hopefully by the time we record next, it will be done. Uh, as in the drawing and everything will be done. Uh, I spent today, all day today, looking up copyrights. Oh, interesting. Like up, things that you may be uh, infringing on or getting your No, no. Registrars. Registrars. Right. Like, I had to look up copyrights and mm-hmm. ISBN codes, and, oh, my God, that just, oh, that was stressful just reading all this stuff. Yeah, well, that's interesting, because I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to have to start looking at that stuff, I suppose, if I'm going to publish a book, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I wonder, I mean, I don't even know, I guess, what you looked into. Now I'm curious, and I want to look into it. Oh, I'm on the government's website for it and everything. Okay. Is that I've asked for it? Like, okay, so my book is going to be published broadly. Uh I'm starting with like Amazon as a physical and ebook. Mm-hmm. And uh I actually was going through the Amazon thing today, like setting stuff up for it. Mm-hmm. And uh the thing is is that you need an ISBN barcode for it. And mm-hmm. you can to get do one. Amazon? Or to, get the, to do Amazon, you mean? No, you need one. Like, you have to have a barcode. You have to pay oh, for to a barcode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And Sorry. Yeah. you can get one for Amazon, but then it is strictly tied into Amazon. You can't take it anywhere else. Yeah, that's what I've heard. And Amazon offers it for free. That's how they get you. Well, yeah. yes. Um, so I've watched a lot of how-to videos on by publishers and stuff on how to do this. And yeah. I'm on the website right now, which is myidentifiers.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see. Oh, my God. This website is stressful just to look at when I'm wanting to do this stuff. So to get uh, an ISBN, just one, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's $125. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty expensive. You can get like a you you can bundle them though, right? And you, you don't can get have to ten use... for two hundred ninety five. Yeah, like you don't have to use them right away. You can get a hundred for five hundred dollars. Jeez. Yeah, and yet um, one costs over a hundred dollars. But it, you don't have to use them right away, do you? No, you own those codes. Yeah, because because I I feel like I've heard of authors like you know like I plan on writing more books, so I'll just buy five right now or ten right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean that almost makes me want to like go in on it with you or something. I've you know I have thought about it. I actually have thought about that because yeah, yeah and plus right now, uh, the website also will file for cop will allow you will do fi- copyrights as well to get mm. to uh. One copyright is ninety dollars. To copyright, uh, uh, what what would you copy? How does that work with books? So are you copywriting the book, or are you copywriting? Yes, the, I'm the, copywriting okay. the book. Okay. So I would have full ownership of it. Now yeah. I can do it without doing this stuff, but it will make things difficult later on if you want to broaden yourself. Sure. Um, okay. Now you can get two copyrights and ten ISBNs for four hundred and twenty-four dollars. You can get mm. one copyright and one ISBN for one hundred mm. and ninety dollars. And I was yeah, looking at a lot to think about. <laughs> why do you? What? Yeah. Like yeah. Just, yeah. It's yeah. It, it's kind of hectic. And mm-hmm. um, but these are all things that like the uh, 
I was watching a lot of things saying, yes, you know, you, you should do a copyright. You should have that info on your book when you're publishing it. So then mm -hmm. later down the road, you can ha you can have all this. And I was a bit thrown off with the ISBN codes because mm -hmm. I figured if I own it, yeah, I can take it wherever I want. But it kind of sounds like if I want to sell this on Amazon and I want to sell this on I on like iTunes or something like that. Yeah. I would have to have multiple ISBNs. Hmm. Well, I know you have to have a, a separate ISBN for each version. So like the yeah. ebook needs its own, the physical copy, if you do a hardcover. And I think um, I, I'm not and I'm not sure how that works so well because bookstores do buy their bulk supplies from Amazon. Okay. So I'm not really sure how that really works to have multiple ones for physical because I can get my own physical copies off of Amazon for cheap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then sell them myself. I could take yeah. them to places and sell them to the places. So I'm really kind of confused on why I need all these multiple barcodes if, like, I'm going to have them be my printer. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I wonder if it's, like, if you have the, you know, the ebook on Amazon has to have its own, the ebook on Apple has to have its own. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'm so. I think, I think if I want to put it on Apple, I actually have to have a second, I have to have another barcode. Yeah. Well, and then. I also I guess, don't know how to do it on Apple, though. I haven't looked into any of that. The yeah. first release of this will be on Amazon, and then I will have them print off my copies to yeah. sell myself. So I don't know. I may just have to hold off on making it available because yeah. the thing is, is even though it's going to be on Amazon, it's also going to be on Kindle. Like it's the same thing. Yeah. I wonder too, though, like if you have it printed elsewhere, if that's considered. I think that's where it is. If I have somewhere else, actually, if I have like an actual publishing company, actually. Yeah. Printed, well, and, and then it's considered a, a second printing, which then yep. would have its own ISBN as well. I believe. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably what it is. It's just like wherever it is being made, like that ISBN kind of belongs to that location, whether it yes, be an ebook unless, or a publisher. Because yep, then if you move you it, use it, your own. Like yeah. if you want to buy your own and get and use that, then your own you publishing own company. Yep. No, yeah. I mean like if, if I buy my own ISBN, because when you go oh. on Amazon and you go to their uh, what's it called? K and B, I think it is. I'm not sure. Can't remember off my head. Yeah. Uh, you go there. It will it'll give you a selection. Use Amazon ISB code or or uh, uh, upload your own. Yeah, but like so, you can't use your own ISBN at a separate publisher. Or do you know? That's where I don't know these things. Okay, okay. I yeah. Don't know if I can or can't. Yeah, uh, it's been a. I feel like I've listened to I would to think podcasts, they should be maybe. universal because God knows stuff that's sold at Target is the same barcode as it's sold at Walmart. Yeah, but they're all pub you know, they're printed by the same publisher. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. And so like and that's what I guess I'm curious about. So mm -hmm. these are um, all things like you said, I'm gonna have to probably look into these things when I get my book closer. Yeah, this is yeah. the stuff I'm going to because I'm getting closer <laughs> to it and everything. And um I'm uh I'm probably going to put a uh, since this book since my book is almost done um i might take a week off from work in a couple i might take a, a, a vacation in a couple weeks so i can get everything planned out and stuff mm -hmm. and i also would really like to make time to get with you so you could help me set it all up like make sure like like yeah I, all I, is right and things like that i'm happy so, to help with the layout and everything yeah that's the thing i'm going to really need help out for and obviously i'll give you an editor credit on the book and yeah. 
maybe even like since you said you uh, have your wife help you out, it would probably. Oh, without a ding, yeah. Yeah, with just being like, look at it and be like that. Because, I mean, shoot, I did a comic a couple of weeks ago and, oh, my God, I looked over the script multiple times and I put it all together and then I put it out and it fucking had three spelling issues in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, just, that's just me. That's just how it works. I don't see these problems until like an hour later when my eyes fix themselves and I my <laughs> dyslexia calms down. So, yeah, I mean, I get that, too. Uh, but, I mean, I, like just yeah i mean you just kind of get in the zone and then yeah later you look at it it's just like oh man yeah or or, uh like i know i wrote i i wrote a story and then i had my wife read it and she's just like i don't know what's happening (laughs) well that sucks (laughs) yeah that's the Uh, one thing is before the podcast i showed dexter the book which is around 80 percent complete i only have uh handful of pages left to finish up on and then do some setup and things like that but i showed him the book and the one thing is it's a children's book it's for all ages mm-hmm. the the thing that i had to do really with this is i have to make sure that every page is understandable and i've gotten nothing but positive feedback yeah. i got it from you for this and i showed it to about three other people and said and everybody told me because the book like as of right now uh, none of the texts are on any of the pages it's just me drawing them all and getting them all through uh uh producing it and everything Mm -hmm. but so there's no words on any of the pages yet but everybody has said i can follow this i know exactly what's going on in every page yeah which and i was like that's what i want to hear because i need to know that i need that i needed that yeah and and like i i know the story loosely i guess because you've told it to me but like looking through it that without the words like i i could follow it it was great. Yep. Um, and no, and without it, this book existing yet, like I, I think it looks amazing. I'm so impressed. Thank uh, you. It's, it's a very lot. I can't of wait. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. We've been working on it so hard and I cannot wait for to, I can't wait to show it to my kids. Yeah. That's the thing. I cannot wait. I have one friend that keeps telling me I need to have a, uh, a uh a grand publishing party or something like that yeah it'd be interesting i suppose if you could get like a local bookstore or like the barnes and noble or something here to do something with it that'd be i don't know how you know how easy that is to set up i don't know either i just know it'll be expensive and i'm already sweating seeing all the costs for copyrights and everything sure (laughs) yeah well uh, yeah but yeah yeah, i have one friend that says are you gonna have a book party and i was just like i don't think so (laughs) yeah well what the fuck am i gonna do am i just gonna have all my friends with their kids come and then everyone's gotta corral their kids around me so i can read the book out to them (laughs) yeah that's what it would be um But well, I know the there's a bookstore downtown uh, that's uh, in Raygun. Um, if you know where that is, I guess kind of oh, over by. Yeah, I I know Raygun. Okay, so like uh, there's like it, you get into the bookstore from the outside, like they have their yes. own door. But once you're inside, you realize there's no roof, there's no ceiling, and it just goes yeah. into Raygun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's their like space, but it's it's just a teeny tiny bookstore. I forget what it's called. Their logo has a bear with glasses, but uh, they they do a children's book time every oh uh, what is it Tuesday? No, what day is it? Maybe it's Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember because uh, my wife and I went on a date one time one day where we just went and got coffee and then we went to the bookstore. Uh, and we happened to go on a date by ourselves without our kids to this bookstore when they had a children's reading time. 
That would be fun. And you know what I would really love to do if I did something like that? Yeah. I would like to have someone who knows ASL to sit next to me. Oh, that would be neat. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I know anybody who knows ASL. I don't even know if I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure learning. you can find somebody for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, some people know, but yeah, uh, sign language is a big part of my book and the characters in it. It's yeah. not so much in the children's book, really, because they're one page, they're one page like pictures. So you can't mm-hmm. really do a lot of that. But it is a part of the book. And so... Uh, that would always be fun to do, like to have someone sign language the uh, what uh, the book as I read it. Like that would yeah. actually be a really cool thing. It would but, be yeah. inter- it'd be interesting too to like in the back or somewhere to like have like the signs for the entire book or something maybe. Uh, like, I have. Oh, I'm putting the alphabet at the end at the last. Oh uh, yeah, you'll do that too. At the end, yeah, the page that's on the Instagram of uh, Callie showing Billy uh, the alphabet. Yeah, that, uh-huh. that's gonna be that's gonna be in the book. That's good. That's cool. Other than that, I've just been doing that. But mm-hmm. uh, I was telling Dexter before the podcast, I've been watching a lot of a lot of Star Trek. And, yeah. Uh, like I uh, I decided to keep Paramount Plus, so I've been going back and watching. Unfortunately, I've been watching all of the super depressing episodes of Star Trek. Yeah. Did we talk about this or did you? Just I've text- talked about certain things that I've watched yeah. on it, but like I watched a. Uh, I've been watching quite a bit of D Space Nine this week. Oh yeah. And I watched the episode Duet the other day. Duet. And that's like one of the saddest episodes ever. It's also episodes. It's in the first season. It's when a Cardassian okay. comes onto the D Space Nine and he has mm-hmm. a disease that was only known for people who were at an on the Bajoran occupation where a mine accident happened and everyone essentially got asbestos. Yeah. And the Cardassian is uh like the uh the labor camp, the head yep. of the labor camp and he's a war criminal and everything. Yeah. And it is one of the saddest episodes ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I I remember the plot. I guess I don't remember why it's sad. Well, the thing he's is, a sad old man, because he's an old man, right? He's an old man, and he's claiming to be someone else, right? And then they find out that it's discovered that he's actually the like the commandant. Yeah, but like he was in they, charge. Yeah. Yeah, but then as they further go through it, the guy is in his cell and he's admitting to all these atrocities. He's telling Kira that every day he would have his men go out and slaughter Bajoran scum. Uh, because it was the right thing to do, and even though their hands were covered in blood, they were clean. Mm-hmm. And he's saying like the most hurtful things, the most monstrosity things. Yeah. And then as the episode goes on, you learn that he's not the commandant. He's the guy that he originally claimed to be. After everything went down, that commandant died. He assumed his identity and altered his face. So then. He would get discovered. He would pretend to be the commandant and he would go to trial so that the Cardassians would admit that the occupation happened. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's the guy (laughs) pretending to be a guy, then pretends to be him until it's revealed. And then they find out Kira finally figures out that he actually was just the filing clerk. He wasn't the commandant. Right. she calls him out on it and he starts screaming, no, I am him. I am. I told my men to slaughter them all. 
The only thing that I regret in my life is that I didn't slaughter every Bajoran because you all deserved it. Yeah. He's like, you're not him. You are this guy. And he's like, no, I'm not that guy. He he was nobody. He was a coward. He hid under his desk while we killed all of your people. And he sat under there and weeped. And he starts imitating weeping until he just starts crying. Yeah. And then he just breaks down and he goes... I, I couldn't hear him anymore. I couldn't hear them. I couldn't hear those awful noises. And, yeah. and then she, she wants to let him go. And he says, no, I need to be him. I need to be this war criminal. And she's like, why do you need to be him? And he's like, so we can do better. It, like, we will never be a good race again unless we get in front of your people and admit to our crimes. Yeah. I for, yeah. Oh, man, I completely forgot about that. And as you're saying, it, it's like, ah, oh, yeah. That was yeah, a good episode. Then, that was a strong episode. It's a heartbreaking one. And at the end of the episode, he's let go, but then he's stabbed in the back by a Bajoran and they try to, t- they scream at the guy. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. And that guy's like, doesn't matter. He's a Cardassian. He deserves to die. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it's a sad episode. And then I watched, uh, what is it? I watched the episode where O'Brien's daughter got thrown into a time gate. I was just going to ask you that. I yeah. watched the one. Yeah, with one where Molly's all grown up. That one made me ball. That was a hot. Yeah, that was rough. I watched that. I watched the I watched the episodes with Bashir and all of his genetically engineered comrades. Yeah, that's a hard. Like I said, dude, I went on a long road. Why are you watching all the depressing ones? They're because they're the best ones. That they are. Yeah. Uh, I also watched all the Crystalline Entity episodes of TNG. The Crystalline Entity. The Crystalline Entity, the thing that introduced Laura was that giant space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space. Yeah, I watched those episodes, too. What was the deal with the crystal? Because it, like, wiped it's out just an, an entire, organism. It, and, like, didn't it kill, like, the, an entire planet or something that Laura yeah, was on? Yeah, it essentially eats all plant, everything on the surface of planets. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and they went to the planet and all they found is lore. Uh, they found lore and then... Five seasons later, they brought it back and they brought a doctor in to study it. And she actually her son was killed on the colony that was destroyed years ago. And her Mm. whole thing is she actually wants to destroy it to avenge her son. Yeah. She finds out that her son's memories are in data. That's not weird. It's really sad. She begs data to play uh, his journal entries in his voice. Yeah. That one's really sad. Oh, does he get it from the crystalline entity? No, uh, when Data was being built, he has all the oh, yeah. all the data from the colony stored yeah. in him, including yeah. their uh, including their uh, journal entries. Right. Okay. So like Data is like Data is Data, but he's also built off of all the colonists. Yeah, I forgot about that. I did too. I completely yeah. didn't realize that because there's a lot of Star. I love Star Trek, but there's a lot of Star Trek I haven't watched. I think since I'm keeping Paramount Plus for the next couple of months, I think I'm going to dive in and finally watch Enterprise. Yeah, you'll have to tell me if it's any good. I hear it is good. It's just an unfortunate show that was just unfortunate. I have no ambition- ambitions to watch uh, Discovery, though. Yeah, well, Discovery, I- I've heard it has its issues, but that it's usually, it's, for the most part, that it's good. Yeah, but I, uh, like there's a bit there's a couple like big storylines that people are kind of irritated with. Yeah, these the yeah. new Star Trek are just 10 hour movies. And so they don't really do a lot, except for Strange New World. Strange New World is episodic. Every episode's a story. Yeah. Uh, is that the cartoon one? No, that's the one with Pike. Lower 10 deck. years before the original show. 
Yeah, that's Lower Deck that I'm thinking of. Lower um, Deck, yeah, right after the Dominion War. Yeah. That's the one I re- recommended to you that you would love. Yeah, we talked about that last time. And I, I, yep. It's just another thing for me to watch. <laughs> On the bright side, at least it's like a regular... <clears throat> It's like a regular show and cartoon where it's only 20 minute episodes. That is nice. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I could probably, I don't know. Yeah. I need to get on my treadmill and actually watch things. Yeah. The problem I have with my treadmill is is that I have to watch stuff that I've already seen. Otherwise it goes so incredibly slow. Interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to pay attention to the show more than walking. Yeah, that's the problem. I noticed uh, I used to watch a lot of movies while getting on a treadmill and I have to watch like action films because I was actually oh, like, I fall off if I do those. <laughs> oh, I, I was actually trying to run. And so like I noticed that like I ran better if I was watching an action film. Yeah. Um, But and if I was watching a like a slower movie, like it's just a drama or something like I just I couldn't run like I, I would have to walk for the whole movie or something. And so, like, I, and so I, I went through a phase where I watched a lot of, like, movies that I just never would have watched otherwise, like, Pandorum, I think it was called. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, where, like, they're, they're like, trapped on a spaceship and they come out of stasis too early. Yeah. That was actually a... Oh, the Chris liked, Pratt movie? No, 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 no. Uh, this was uh, Dennis Quaid. Um, oh. And the guy who played uh, Angel in the X-Men movies, or at least his twin brother, maybe um and they cut so like they're the what ben foster yeah i think so um but so ben foster's character comes out of stasis and the ship is just like in disarray and he's he's supposed to be um he's just the bridge crew of this uh of like a an arc ship so like everyone on this ship is in stasis it's just this massive ship that's supposed to save humanity they're on their way to an like a second earth um, and everyone has uh, has been injected with this um, like uh, bio, uh, this biological thing that will uh, help them to evolve quickly to adapt to the planet that they get to. Um, but what it turns out happened was some like just something along the way happened with the other bridge crew. So they go in tandem. So like they'll go into stasis as the other one comes out of state as the other crew comes out of stasis. So there's always somebody, you know, manning the ship. Um, and so Ben Foster's character comes out of stasis too early or maybe he does it on time, but just, uh, no one is awake. And then, and, and like the ship is like falling or like, just, you can tell like it's been destroyed. Like maybe like a, even there was possibly an explosion. Um, and then all of a sudden he finds Dennis Quaid who's old and like, he's older than he should be. So it's like, it, it's clear that this person has been kind of like awake for longer than he needed. He should have been, um, and, like your dad basic yeah uh and anyway but he's just like i can't leave the bridge somebody needs to stay here so like so he sends ben foster or whatever the other guy uh it, well and then the core turned off so he has to go reset the core or the engines and turn them back on um and as he goes out it turns out that like a bunch of people have come out of stasis and they've evolved to live <laughs> on this ship in the middle of you know just floating through space and okay. so they're kind of like um they've kind of turned into just like these weird uh you know just creatures that live in the dark and they're kind of they're really fast and they're super deadly um and then he runs into a couple other people who have adapted to live like there's a samoan guy that he runs into that doesn't speak english uh and so he like kind of fights for him and he's like and he's like a really good fighter and then he runs into the there's a guy that's like actually like living in the engine in, in engineering. And that guy just has gone crazy. 
And so he has to kind of like deal with that guy in order to be able to turn on the, sh- the engines and stuff. Um, it was a, it was a very good movie. It, it was a thriller probably, I guess you'd say, uh, I kind of forgot about that. And then, uh, Oh, then that Bruce Willis movie where everyone has robots and like they all stay home and they just kind of use robots to go out. Oh, what was that called? Uh, but like just nobody leaves their houses anymore, but they just go into like a VR machine and then like they have robots that look like themselves. And so they'll leave the house as a robot. Um, and, uh, Bruce Willis was a detective and somebody had created a weapon that if you shoot it at the robot, it sends a signal back to the person at their house and will kill the person. Um, and so then he's investigating like who would invent this weapon. And so he's like the only person out and about, like not using his robot. Uh, and so everyone's just like, you look horrible. (laughs) It's just funny. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's like the name of the movie has something to do with like the idea of using a robot, uh, as your, as yourself. I can't think what it is. It was a surprising, it was an okay movie. It was just a detective movie. It was just interesting. Um, but anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> you were talking about your book. That's all I remember. Um, yeah, bumped my mic. Sorry. Um, you, yeah. I know, I know, I think we talked, we've talked about oh. it. Have you not seen hot fuzz? You were talking about Star Trek. Uh, no, I've not. I've seen, uh, sorry. My wife just texted me. Um, I've seen, I've only ever seen the first one, uh, Shaun of the Shaun Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I uh, and then I've seen surrogates. Like, surrogates, thank you. Um, no, no, yeah, I've only seen uh, Shaun of the Dead. I've never seen Hot Fuzz, and I've never seen. Um, oh, at uh, World's and, End. At World's End, I've seen Run, Fat Boy, Run, but I don't. That's not. No, that's not part. Of that's that. just another movie that we uh, should watch. Part. Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz I, is. I've wonderful. heard so many good things about it, and I, and I think just it's not a movie my wife wants to watch. And so I'd have to watch it on my own and it's, a- uh, well, you'll have to come over and we'll watch it. Yeah, no, I hundred percent. We need to come All up right. just with a list of movies to watch. Yep. Um, and just watch those and we could pot about them or something. Hot Buzz is great. Like I watched a channel that watched it for the first time and I was just like, ah, it's been forever since I've seen that. This is such a good movie. Yeah. Kind of like how I watched Superman returns this morning when I woke up. Uh, you watch Superman Returns? That is a good <laughs> Superman movie, and I called Lee this morning after I watched it, and I said, I don't care. I really like Superman Returns. I think that's a good Superman movie. And Lee goes, that's fair. That's fair. Everyone can be wrong. <laughs> well, he's wrong about so many things. <laughs> <laughs> I like Superman Returns. I yeah, thought I it was know. like a... I, I, mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's not well enjoyed, but I saw it in theater, and I like that movie, and I thought it was a pretty good... It was like one of the first movies that attempted to rewrite other movies, where it's like, this is um, the new Superman 3. Yeah, it's Brian Routh. And that's in continuity. like or That's canon with the... Uh, the Christopher Reeve, the first two Christopher Reeve ones. Yeah, like it was just... That, ah, so weird. Yeah, it was the first attempt. Now movies do it all the time. Uh, where they just rewrite continuity? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I've never actually seen this one. Um, I don't know. I remember when it came out. It, like, I think I just, I didn't know what to do with it. Because, it, yeah, like you said, it was kind of the first movie that did, to do that sort of thing. And yeah. I was just like, I don't know that I can see another super, like a different Superman. It just didn't feel right to me at the time. I, I, I liked it. I liked it yeah. a lot. And, hmm. 
Yeah, it doesn't get a lot of praise, but I think it's I think it's way better than the Henry Cavill ones. Oh, oh, I didn't realize that was a Brian Singer movie. Yeah, Brian Singer left X Men Three to make that. Huh. Yeah, and so they brought in uh they brought in uh Brett Ratner who was attached to do Superman Returns, so they swapped. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh. We're hitting an hour. I'm yeah, I've got nothing else to be talk, really. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i trying to think. I had um, a book I read, but I don't know that. I can save it. Um, okay. I, I don't know if it's a book that you're ever going to listen to or read. Uh, it's a murder mystery in the future. Um, it's in it's in the vein of like old black and white. It's actually based on an old black and white movie um, called The Thin Man. This book is called The Spare Man, but uh, it was interesting. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is a long enough episode. Um, so I can talk about that another time. And um, trying to think, though, just if there's anything else worth bringing up. But I don't know that there is. So because, I, yeah, I haven't, I guess, uh, done anything lately other than I've been trying to write. Uh, I got an yeah, I just on matter I guess, earlier that I got a I got a rewrite done. I actually quadrupled the size of that story. It was 3000 words and it's uh whatever more than that now um so because uh, i wrote it for my class that i took earlier this year and and there was a 3000 word uh limit for the things we could submit for class discussion um and so basically i just took everything the class kind of brought up to make it better and then when i was done i was just like holy crap this is very long <laughs> um but it's still under it's uh under the amount um that you can submit to magazines so i can still submit it to journals and stuff so i'm pretty excited about that so uh hopefully i can get yeah that get that done uh maybe get another edit done get my wife to edit it um and then send that off and see if i can't become famous but we'll see (laughs) (laughs) it's the goal um i don't know it was was a fun little story though to write uh i'll share it with you uh i don't know we can talk about it here if if we ever do i don't know um it's so weird because like i kind of don't want people to read it but at the same time it's just like that's the point (laughs) it's just uh, like i want to make sure it's good before people read it but you know to to find out if it's good or not you kind of have to have people read it um so it's just nervous it's nerve-wracking but we'll get there um but yeah, other than that, I mean, that's, I feel like that's the only thing I guess I've been really doing. So, um, on that note to everyone listening, uh, if you're still listening, go over to our website, recording click on the merch button, buy some merch, please. It'll help. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. I'm not on social media a whole lot anymore. Um, probably hit us up on Facebook. I do check that every so often. Um, uh, I, I've actually started avoiding Twitter. So... <laughs> Yeah, Dexter's finally understanding, understanding the millions of times I've said on the podcast that Twitter is a cult. He's figuring it out. Well, I mean, you're not wrong, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, I don't well, know. Walter, you're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though, because like I'm actually turning back. I'm going back to Facebook. It's just like this. I've never I never thought this would happen. And I'm actually comfortable on Facebook again uh so yeah i don't know hit us up on facebook we got that group there so um, we got the, uh we've got the uh instagram as well yeah which yeah so uh there's that as well so ask us questions um we'll probably you know uh 
yeah i don't know so but it, as far as everything goes just thanks for listening guys thanks for watching <laughs>